welcome to the Ornithology. I'm Ben Hyten. And I'm Alex Bellardi. And if you're wondering, what's the deal? Where's twins? Yeah, why? It's because we actually haven't watched an Arnie film this week. Instead, we've decided to reflect on this most important period of Arnold's career. And I don't say that lightly. I do think it's the most important period of his career. Yeah, formative. Formative. So... Similar to how we did at the end of phase one, we're just going to sort of take stock. This is really for me and Alex to stretch this thing out and make the good times last a bit longer before we get to jingle all the way, basically. Yeah, that's fair to say. But I'd also say that it's also for people that maybe you look at the films in this phase and you think, I don't really like any of those films. I'm not I'm not going to listen. But you might want to know about Arnie's career. So you can you can just listen to the recaps. And we've been fairly vocal about the fact that we think that there are very distinct phases to Arnie's career. And we want to cap them off with a sort of like mini episodes, if you want, that are just kind of uh, a recap of everything. Like Ben said, to for the fun times as well, to carry them on. But also really for you guys, if, if you don't want to listen to any or all of the the episodes within this this phase you can just listen to this to get a picture of what's been happening yeah so we're not really going to go into any depth i don't think on on the films that we've talked about because we've talked about them already but the films that we're looking at in in phase two are, are his leading man period from conan the barbarian in 82 to red heat in 88 it's arnold's rise not to leading man because he's already done that he's come straight in as a leading man with conan it's his rise to being someone who opens a film he's now a box office star in his own right yeah so what do you mean when you say opens a film his name above a title gets bums on seats yeah so it's the, the, what we're seeing at the end of this phase it's already started by the end of the phase it's well established the arnie brand you can sell arnie as a product and people yeah. will buy. Yeah. And what's crucial about uh, branding is that when you buy the ticket, you have an expectation of what you're going to get. Mm. And yeah. I think with a couple of false steps in the first half of this period, by by Red Heat, Running Man, those sorts of films, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Now, there was another film that came out in 88, which is Twins. But we've we've pushed that into the next phase for reasons that we'll talk about next time. One of the things that I think I really want to just talk about for a little bit with these films is I made a list of the first credited actresses um, in each of these films. So I'm just going to run down those because I think there's something really interesting happening here. So if you can say their character names or who they played. <laughs> Go on. That's a bit of a problem. All right. We just made a list. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll try and remember. We'll try. Yeah, in, in Conan the Barbarian, we've talked about her at length. Sandal Bergman, yeah. who played Valeria. Conan the Destroyer, Grace Jones. No idea what her character was no. called. Uh, Terminator, Lyndall Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Sarah Connor. Red, Red Sonia, Bridget Nielsen. I think her name was Becky in that. <laughs> um, That's good. <laughs> Commando, Ray Dawn Chong. I don't think we ever got to the bottom of what her name is. Is it Cindy or something? Or Cynthia. We talked about it when my sisters were here. In Commando. Yeah. It is something like that. Doesn't matter. Raw Deal, Catherine Harold. Yeah. No idea what she was called. Predator, Elpidia Carillo, which was Anna. She played yeah. Anna. Uh, the Running Man, Maria Conchita Alonso. Don't know, can't remember what her character no, was called. Fine. And in Red Heat, a very young Gina Gershon. Yeah. 
Now, with a couple of exceptions, I think what's really interesting about these is that... So, leading ladies, but with the exception of Gina Gershon, I'd say. Because not, yeah. not a leading role, but the lead no, but woman. She, she, yeah, she's the first build woman. woman. Yeah. She's arguably, arguably got less to do. And uh, I think Linda Hamilton is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum in that she's really the lead character I agree. in The Terminator. It's, it's her is. story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Gina Gershon stuff was cut out of Red Heat as well, I think. But I think what's really interesting about this group, and, and considering we're, we're, we're talking about the mid-80s predominantly here, yeah, you know, history has sort of painted the 80s as a decade of materialism, um, surface-level pleasures, yeah. sort of cheesy, glossy glamour to an extent. Yeah. And, still, and still rife with sexism as well. Yeah, and in these characters, I think there really isn't a one in there that you'd say, well, she's just eye candy. She's just there to look good. Yeah. Not to say that these women as, don't look as good. As was the case in the 70s, much more so, like that we saw in phase one. So we made comment on it, some yeah. of the women in phase one. Uh, Charming Jones, I mean... Yeah, for totally. A, in Cactus Jack or the villain, yeah. and we, you know, we made reference to the fact that her cleavage has more to do than she does. To yeah, an extent. and and it's not hidden. It's not the filmmakers are making a yeah. thing of that. But I, I do. I think it's really interesting that also, again, with the exception of the Conan films, and you can include Red Sonja in that, Arnold doesn't sleep with his leading ladies either. So they're not they're not portrayed in, in the film. as. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Arnold's characters do not sleep with yeah. his leading ladies' characters. Let's not say anything more that's going to get no, us a no, lawsuit. No. But I, I think that's really interesting as well, because I think even today we have an expectation when, uh, I don't know, name an actress. I mean, even someone like Jessica Chastain, who's, who's Oscar-nominated, yeah. a, a very, very respected actress, she has still been in situations where she's had to get undressed for a film. And there's an expectation that if she's up against a leading man that they will have a romantic entanglement and possibly a sex scene. And that's not the case here. And we are speculating about Arnold's influence uh, in this period. But I wonder how much of that comes from him. Does it come from the idea that, um, you know, Arnold might be a great specimen, but he's not really a sex symbol and audiences don't want to see him in these sort of romantic or sexual scenes? Or is it that he kind of doesn't want to do that and... The female characters are there to to bounce off him and vice versa. And, and, you know, the word agency is something that we've come up against a few times. These are characters that have definable arcs and motivations. And they're not, like you said, they're not just there as eye candy. Um, There's something there also about the time for me as well. So it's not just necessarily, it's nice actually to speculate and to wonder whether or not Arnie had an influence in that, whether it was, or, or, or simply that, he was saying yes to and choosing projects where that was the case, where the women who leading roles were characters in and of themselves rather than these 2D pieces of meat that are just on the arm of the leading man. But I think that we, we in the 80s, we had seen the end of that anyway. There were, there were films coming out that were really dealing with that. You could call it almost like the second wave feminism and third wave feminism, I believe, started around about the 90s. And so you've got, if you want a kind of, in the 80s, you've got films birthing that. And I'm thinking of things like Working Girl and Nine to Five. Ripley and Alien exactly. is a brilliant example. Um, so culturally, uh, it's a, a, there's a time in cinema where 
that's not only acceptable, it's desirable. Like audiences want it. We want to see it. And you could argue that, you know, you're putting uh, an attractive leading lady in difficult and dangerous situations where her clothes are going to get ripped and she's going to look sexy. Fine. You know, but that's not the only thing. That's not what's going on. Women are playing these parts. They're agreeing to playing these parts. And it's not just because they're getting paid millions. Uh, so there's, there's a, there is a sea change happening for sure. We're seeing it in Arnie's movies, but I'd hesitate to credit him with it. I think it's happening culturally anyway at this time. Yeah, but the reason that I I I kind of am making a thing about it is that if you look at uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's films, for example... Fine. Maybe it's because Jean-Claude Van Damme is much sexier than Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know a lot of women think he was very, very sexy true. in the 80s and 90s. True. But he nearly always has a sex scene yeah, or yeah. scenes with nude women in his films. Yeah, and, and the characters are not 3D characters. They're not. No, and they tend to be blonde, yeah. tall, yeah. you know, very, very cookie cutter. Yeah. That's the other thing that I think is interesting when you look at this list. I mean, obviously you've got the Bridget Nielsen's and the Catherine Harold's in here, but then you've also got Radon Chong, who's yeah. uh, mixed race, both Maria Conchita Alonso and Elpidia Carrillo and, to an extent, Gina Gershon, yeah. um, Latino or, yeah. or Mediterranean. They've got that look, yeah. Grace Jones, obviously, yeah, was, sure. a, you know, she has a place in pop culture because she was so strikingly different yeah. when she came around in the 80s or the 70s. And again, I just think that's something that you don't see that much in this period. Yeah. You, you tend to see white women. Oh, there's there's no doubt, right, that there is... Whilst I'm saying the sea change was happening anyway, culturally, um, in cinema and art generally, it was happening against a tidal wave of yeah. the other crap, you know, real, like, it's still se- uh, sexist, misogynistic, dominated by the kind of male hero uh, that saves the day. And you've got the demure princess that needs the man to save her you know and which is really it's it's a really damning body of work if you look at what was going on in terms of saying like how much was cinema at the time helping the feminist movement at zero and i think that's why you and i when we've talked about it we've said it's we really want to make a point of this to say actually we're not seeing very much of that in arnie's films and we'd like to credit him with that if we can Mm. It was just very striking watching them all in a run like this. Yeah. To notice that for the first time. Uh, yeah. I, and I, I genuinely really, I mean, it's a shame that hardly any of these actresses, you know, even including Linda Hamilton, have really gone on to have particularly successful careers. Yeah. I mean, almost no careers whatsoever when you look at them like that. But yeah, I can't think of one that has. Gina Gershon. The only yeah, way. she's yeah. done. She's done fine. Yeah, but I, I genuinely, there's a couple of characters in there that I really enjoy. Yeah, I think you know Maria Conchita Alonso in Roma, as I said. Yeah, she's apart great. from the apart from the fact that she has you know that line that made me nearly wet myself when I was a kid. Yeah, she, I like I like her spunk. You know, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's a crude word, no. but that's that's what she's. No, it's the has. appropriate word. She's she's got some chutzpah. Chutzpah, yeah, her character. She's got, and again, it's like it. it there's no way you could say that uh, she doesn't have the autonomy and the depth of character and, you know, she speaks her mind and she isn't, you know, and, and that's allowed within the plot too. It's not, there isn't like, you know, shut up, 
you stupid woman. None of that's yeah. in there, you know. They're equals. Yeah. Obviously, Arnold is the star, but their characters are... Correct, yeah. You know, uh, Radon Chung rescues yeah. Jan Matrix out of the truck with the rocket launcher, and yeah. she goes back time and time again to help him out. They're, they're just as much heroes, you know, as as Arnie, because they are, they're crucial to things going well. He, he yeah. Actually, it's Arnie often that is helped out or rescued in the crucial moment by these women actually many of the many of the films yeah, that's totally like yeah. conan you know for one yeah and it, it you know red sonia is the one that kind of sticks out as going against the grain because what was really disappointing about that apart from the fact that red sonia is sonia sorry in red sonia is not a particularly exciting character is that she's portrayed as this great warrior or we're told that she's this great warrior yeah. but then every time she gets in a pickle Kalidor has to come in and rescue her yeah, and he does so all the weird. fighting. It's so weird to have that be the case, you know. If you're going to recast Red Sonja... From that period? Yeah. And we're counting out Sandor Bergman, obviously. Well, Because we no. did talk about that. I, I, I mean, mean, we I don't, can't because it, she's Valeria, right? We can't. If you're going to keep keep with the She law. was offered it, though. She was offered it's the so part. It's weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, she didn't want to be typecast. And it's a shame. We said at the time yeah. it's a shame because I would have much rather seen yeah. her in that part. Other women at the time who would have been good. It's difficult because, you know, that character does kind of have to have a balance of the masculine and the feminine. Yeah, but what's strange for me is that it, it rules out people like, I don't know her name actually, but who plays Melina in Total Recall. Rachel Tickerton. Just in terms of her, her energy, I think she would be excellent. But she just doesn't have She's the, a the look. Fantastic actress. Could you make her a redhead? No, no. Well, that would be interesting. Yeah. I think she'd end up looking like one of those little troll yeah. dolls, though. <laughs> yeah, look a bit strange. I'm struggling because the actresses that were coming up at that time, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, no, too too frail. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver, kind of lacking no. the, the sexiness. Kathleen Turner, kind of not really. I She's no, too, not athletic too sultry. Enough. Yeah. Uh, but you see, that's why I'm thinking of. Melina from Toe Recall. I don't know if she would have been able to do it. But. It's interesting. I'm looking forward to talking about her because I think I do, I do yeah. think she's a great actress. Yeah, I know. I'm moving into the next phase. Excuse me, but yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, well, we've got to look ahead. I mean, if I was yeah. going to say, to, I think I know what the answer is. But if I was going to say to you, if the next batch of films is everything from Twins in '88, '89 to Eraser yeah. in '96. What what sticks out as the one that you're really looking forward to getting to? I mean, it's got to be Total Recall, for sure. Funny, I, I was sure you were going to say True Lies because you've mentioned it so yeah, many times. Yeah, I, I mean, Total Recall for sure, just because it, it's just there. It's right there at the beginning of the next phase. Yeah. Um, along, along with Twins, yeah. And um, I've been looking forward to watching it for a long time because the, the story's fascinating. But yeah, you're not wrong to say True Lies, definitely looking forward. T2. Funnily enough, like I really having having done the Terminator episode and yeah. been so surprised and excited by that, by how excited I was, but also by the allegory in the film. I'm looking forward to seeing how much of that carries forward to a sequel, because sequels tend to just capitalize on the fun bits that the audience thought was fun. Yeah, and, retreads. Yeah, and I. I'm 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 very upset by that generally, especially nowadays, because we're yeah. in the era of the sequel, the sequel and the prequel and the the remake and the franchise yeah, and the, the, franchise, the reboot. Yeah. So retreads happen a lot. So they're more annoying now than I guess they would have been back then. 
so I'm, I'm, I want to see like how much does the film stand on its own. So T2 is important for me in that. T2 was a film that I know there's only seven years between the two, but it felt like a film a long time coming. I mean, that is a long break for a sequel at that time. It's probably not as uncommon these days. Yeah, because Rocky and Rambo, they were already... Yeah, yeah. every year, every couple of years. But, you know, T2 was just amazing because there was enough that was familiar and yet it was completely different. Yeah, it it was made of in its time. It wasn't trying to be exactly like terminator it was it's on its own it does exist on its own yeah and you know that's the other thing is that arnold in the period that we're we've Mm. just looked at is churning out a couple of films a year mid-budget mid-sized his pay grade is is gradually increasing with each film is he not already the highest paid actor by by the end of this not quite yet right we're we're a couple of years away but yeah Uh, certainly by the time we get to t2 he is and what you suddenly see now is it becomes more like one film a year that he's leading, but it's huge. It's one of the biggest films of the year, one of the biggest budget films of the year, one of the biggest smashes of the year. And and that's why we separated it out, because he's not just a leading man anymore. He's almost the figurehead that can make or break a studio's good luck in any year. And so for that reason, that's why... You know, T2 is a film I'm very familiar with because I couldn't tell you how many times I've watched it. But the film I'm most looking forward to talking to you about is Last Action Hero. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say that's it. I'm much more looking forward to doing an episode on Last Action Hero yeah. uh, than I am watching it necessarily because it is, it's one of those movies that when I first saw it, I was I was really like, meh. Yeah, it was fine, yeah. but it didn't, no, didn't feel quite right. And it was trying to do things that I don't think it delivered on. Yet those things were very interesting. And I think they passed me by when I first watched it, when it first came out. And I've not seen it since. But being able to remember it and think about how I am and also you saying, like, it's going to be interesting to give it another go has also got me thinking. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that episode. Now... In the in the period that we've been talking about this uh, this rise, this ascension, yeah. whatever you want to call it, yeah, the leading man years, and I do think this is really the the Arnie golden years in terms of the films that I have a fondness for. This is where the classics were born. Totally, right. you you show me a person that doesn't like Commando, and I'll show you someone who I'm going to punch in the soul. <laughs> okay, okay. I got I got nothing in common with that person. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't care. Go 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 vote for David Cameron. Yeah. It's interesting that in an episode in an episode where we are talking so much about how prejudice and uh and <laughs> sexism are, are like things that we we abhor and we don't want that you would develop such a broken and twisted system for judging people's character. But bear in mind I'm not threatening physical violence. I'm threatening spiritual violence. Ah, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm much fine. much more damaging and twisted, but you know, very difficult to pinpoint under the law. And look, we the, whether you like to admit it or not, Alex, we all have our prejudices. Yeah, this is my cross to bear. Fine, yeah, you can soul punch away, buddy. <laughs> well, I don't have to because everyone loves Commando. Thankfully, everyone loves Commando. Thankfully, you can write to us at thearnithology at gmail dot com. Ben's personal number is. Wait, 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 wait. Now, um, you know, we, we said when we started out writing this list of films that we considered canon, these are the films we're going to watch, these are the films that we're going to watch and talk about, and 
there are some that we said, we're not even going to bother watching them because they don't count. Yeah. But you, sir, you decided to do a little bit of uh, after-school reading. And that is because I am what you might call a completist. No, I wouldn't call you that. You you are that. It doesn't matter whether you call it that or not. You're definitely a completist. Oh, so it's not what you might call, I am a completist. No. Is that it? Right, Absolutely. okay, I, I see what you're saying. Um, you could call it other things, like pedantic or somewhere on the spectrum. So I I had to watch it. I, I confessed to Ben last week that there are all these little tiny things that Arnie's done in and around his career that may or may not be things worth mentioning. I'm going to watch them anyway. Uh, I decided that I was going to watch, uh, read his biography as well as, as a result of doing this podcast which I never had any intentions of doing. Not not the first one he wrote. He wrote one a while ago, actually, or was written for him or on him. Uh, it's the latest one uh, when he finished his governorship called Total, Total Recall. One of those little things, and we'll see more of them as we go along. Well, you will. We will hear about more of them <laughs> as we go along. Well, one of them that I, I didn't do, which was in phase one, which is that I, I you let me off of it it was oh, the of, happy anniversary yeah with goodbye. lucille yeah. ball and whatever yeah. but we watched we watched Danny's bit it was fine yeah we did we saw his scene we saw his scene uh but i still not watched the long, the long goodbye as well which is yeah, you should, as far yeah, as you, you say should. a fantastic movie uh but yes arnie as we know already if you've listened to any of these you should we probably mentioned it every single one that arnie was part of a documentary called pumping iron and that's because arnold schwarzenegger before he was an actor was Mr. Olympia, I think, seven times. And I'm not sure of the exact structure of it, but the Mr. Olympia contest, you can only enter it if you have won a Mr. Universe contest. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a time span or whatever. It's it it's matter. the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. That's right. Yeah. It's it is that you, you know, you, you have to you have to already have been a, a, a bodybuilding winner. And but Arnie's won that up to the point in his career where we began this phase, so Conan, yeah. he had won it seven times. And I think the last time was in 1974, uh, 1975 maybe, when, when Pumping Iron was made, basically. Mm -hmm. That was the last time. And he announced then he's retiring from bodybuilding. Then he began his acting career. And what we saw was Hercules in New York. Well, no, that, that was before that. was that. before. So he... What we saw was Cactus, Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. So wait, so had he done Hercules in New York when he was still bodybuilding? Yeah, he was doing Mr. Olympia at the same time as doing that. Okay, so interestingly enough, I found out Arnie was also he with Franco Colombo that like this is why that one of the reasons why they're mates. He he had a bricklaying business and he just recently tweeted that he went back to this wall that they made when they started that business in Venice. Knocked it down. So, no, no, it's still standing, <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> he knocked it down, yeah. No, he's still standing and he was really proud of it. That's this year, you know, he was really So it's, like, it's it's not like Homer's spice rack. <laughs> no. No, it's excellent. Like he said, that's good workmanship. He was really excited about it. Like I thought it was a nice little tweet. Franco Colombo's been going back every year to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> in, case Ar in case Arnie ever stops by. That's exactly right. Funnily enough, Franco Colombo does play a lead in a, in a movie. We see him as bit parts in lots of Arnie's films throughout this phase. And I, I think he kind of stops appearing. But he does do one of these little, like, I don't know what you call it, side projects or after school yeah. reading. Yeah. Yeah. Called Beretta's Island, which I'm also going to end up watching. And you're shaking your head, man. So one of the, <laughs> one of the things that I've done is I watched this documentary 
Yeah, I, I'm going to go out that. on a limb and say that it was for a TV channel, I think. Yeah, it's... um. It couldn't have been a cinema. It's 40 series. minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, it might have been a cheapo VHS, I guess. Yeah, you could, you can buy it. I mean, it, on, on D, but it's on YouTube. It's called yeah. The Comeback. It's about 40 minutes long. And it is about Arnie making a comeback to bodybuilding in 1980. That's the same year he was shooting Conan. I don't know when Conan came out. The year after? 82. Yeah, yeah. so a couple of years after. And what was happening was he was training and shooting Conan. And he just sort of said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Mr. Olympia again because he was in good shape. What he said, I think, to his manager, to an agent or whoever it was, he said, I'm going to do this. And he got ready for competition in what he was saying is six weeks. And that was the so the main story thread. of Bullshit! That, yeah. it's, it's a bit like Carl Weathers saying, you yeah, know, I didn't for have Predator, to that like he is just natural and he never worked out. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm being unfair there, actually, because, but you know, he, when he did Kona, he was still huge so like so yeah he was he was always topping up i think yeah he just upped his regimen for about six weeks i guess he got ready for competition in six weeks yeah yeah not having decided yeah and and you he's already he's got a good base right it's not like you or i could go pretty good pretty good you or i could go hey let's try and get ready for mr olympia in six weeks we have to win mr universe first i'd die yeah i would die too the point is is that Okay, it could be one of those sort of macho tricks that we've seen where you're trying to psych people out and that's you're trying to get the word out that Arnie's back and he's ready for competition. He only decided he was going to do it like six to eight weeks ago. And they're talking about that very vocally at the centres, at the conference centres, wherever they are in the hotels and with film crews around them and all that. The interesting thing about this, and it's why it's worth mentioning, and I know we've had a really long build-up to this, so, is Arnie's genuinely candid about how scared he is that he might not win. Yeah. And it's a real shift, a real change from what we saw in Pumping Iron, which was total confidence. And I don't know whether it was in hindsight, whether it was interviews done after he had already won, um, but he seemed to be talking in the present and saying, I I don't know, I'm not so confident I'm going to win. It, it's been a few years. At this point, it had been six and he was, yeah, and he was it like thirty, yeah, into his thirties, um, and he was just saying, you know, I don't know, and the whole thing seemed a bit strange. And if I was gonna, this is one of the reasons why I want to read his autobiography. I want to see what he says about it, if he does say anything at all, because the feeling I got from watching this thing, it's a documentary. The feeling I got, the impression I got, was that up to this point, it's fair to say he hadn't really done anything that was a success in which he was a leading role. It would be worth him thinking like four years into his acting career, no, six years in almost, to his acting career saying, you know what, if Conan doesn't work out, I'm going to have to get back to bodybuilding. Really though? Because it's just going to get harder and harder as you get older, right? Yeah, but win again, right? And, you know, there's already, I don't know at this point, like how much money he's making from bodybuilding, from endorsements, from things like that, right? So there's still a career there for him. It's established. Mm. So when I say get back into bodybuilding, even though I'm into this acting thing, I don't want to move away from that world, do I? I want to remind everyone I'm still here. Yeah, so so he becomes a representative and a spokesman and yeah. all that sort of so stuff. Say, Look, and, guys, and- even though I retired, I can come back and win this stuff you know again and if that doesn't work out you know me and colombo we've got the old uh, brick lane business, yeah, exactly, so. exactly and the walls are still standing as it test stood the test of time and and it's interesting the reason why i wanted to mention it now is because a similar thing happened it's like 
He so his acting career it did take off from Conan onwards. He never went back to bodybuilding, although he never gave it up. And he's still very much a part of that world. There's even a competition yeah. called the Arnold Classic now as a result of his influence. Yeah, I mean, people say he is bodybuilding. That's what people were saying in 1980. Arnie is bodybuilding and that's it. You, you can't. Yeah. The words are synonymous. But so he leaves acting, goes into politics. And then after his governorship ends, he goes back to acting again. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we, we're obviously jumping ahead here. But what I think the interesting difference there is that I think regardless of the quality of the, of the projects that he's worked on to date since he came back from acting post-Governator, uh, yeah. he seems a lot more relaxed. He seems like a man who's ticked off all the achievements he ever For could sure. have wanted to do, and now he's just going to have fun. Well, and I think, I think in the years before he left to become Governor, you see something else. You see a man, and that's phase three, the fall that we're, we've called it. You see a man out of time. He's no longer relevant and he doesn't know what to do. And he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look confident. Yeah. And, and the films are not very good. I agree. And there's no accident that his route back into acting was through The Expendables, where yeah. the main plot point is these are a bunch of action hero actors out of their Who time. Too old for this shit. Yeah. Too old, I'm too old for this shit. And, and, yeah. it's, and it became not enough to just put an old guy in an action film and say... I'm too old for this shit. And then, okay, that's okay. We can get on with the film now. And the Expendables took it further and said, well, no, they're doing what they do. But so Arnie's career in terms of his, his ebbs and flows is, is fascinating. Mm. But I, I think that his stay hungry philosophy is very prevalent throughout more than saying if acting doesn't work out. And I know I said it earlier, if acting doesn't work out, I better go back to bodybuilding. It's not like, trying to make sure that he's got enough fingers, enough pies. I think it's more of a capitalist sentiment, which is diversify, you know, yeah. and saying... It's his, it's his business sense. Yeah. Because we've, we've already established he's a canny business. That's man. right. So, and I think that's really all it is. And to his credit, you know, it's it's a smart move because you don't know how things are going to work out. You can't tell. And his his hunger for trying new things and for moving forward all the time. And where we are now in this mid-phase break... Okay, he's a big movie star. He's opening movies. The Arnie brand is starting to form. What he does next is almost the worst idea in the world. <laughs> Take a yeah. massive risk yeah. and say all of those things you expect yeah. to see when you buy an Arnie movie ticket. I'm not doing that in this movie. I'm going to do a comedy with Danny DeVito. Completely off-brand. Turned out to be probably his biggest hit to date. Fantastic results. An experiment with fantastic results. I have to say... Probably the one film out of this next group that I'm least looking forward to. Yeah, you've said that. And I've said I think I'm I'm putting money on and I I'm that you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I will say, I think regardless of however we feel about it, it's gonna be a fantastic episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take that to the bank, listener. Yeah. And I think that you'll hear something from us in that episode that's different from what you've heard before, mainly because it is such a big switch up in Arnie's career. It's Arnie's first successful attempt at comedy. I, I think you can say it's his first bona fide comedy. Uh, Cactus Jack <laughs> is a bona fide comedy. <laughs> now, um, I have a little confession of my own, Alex. Uh, you know, in recent weeks, I've been struggling to not get ahead of the order that we've set yeah, out because these films that we're we've watching. committed to watching them in order, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've already failed a couple of times by jumping ahead and you, watching you have, Racer. You have. And um, I watched The Expendables as well, actually. 
So uh, just watch well, T2. Go ahead and watch, watch we, T2 tonight. Go on. Well, I did something else. Why don't you? Um, we didn't have an Arnie film to watch, and I didn't. I didn't want to have to watch any of his films twice. So I cheated on Arnie, and oh uh, I went and watched some Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff. Oh my god! So watch out for series two, Van Damaged. I'm not upset, really. I can understand it. No, I'm not even going to try. There's no comparison. He's so different. And, you know, we talked about it from when we were kids watching the Arnie movies, going and looking at Seagal and, and Van Damme and people like that, and knowing even then that these are fun movies, but they lack the sort of the magic that you get from an Arnie movie. I have to say, my opinion probably hasn't changed much in the last 25 years. I like some of Van Damme's films, and I think he's a perfectly capable physical actor. Yeah. But his films I- are so... Low rent in comparison. This the That's a massive the lack, a Low lack rent. of ambition. I mean, I'd <laughs> yeah. be interested to see what percentage of his films, and he's done a fair few, right? He's, he's uh, he he is still doing two or three movies a year. That's weird. I did not know that because they're low budget. Well, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what percentage goes straight to DVD. Oh, now nearly one hundred percent out of his whole career. Ballpark. Guess. He has been a director video star since at least 1997. Yeah, that's a high percentage. He, he only yeah. had about 10 years where he was getting cinematic releases, yeah. I think. And no doubt he's got a similar work ethic. He just, we can't compare him in terms of stardom as, as much as no. Azani. But if you do want a, a fun little night in with a couple of beers, I thoroughly recommend Maximum Risk, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Natasha Henstridge. Jesus, man. Arnie, if you ever listen to this, please, please keep listening. Uh, if Arnold's listening, don't be he's, upset. he's sat there. Go- he's puffing on a cigar and having a little glass of scotch now. He's got his snakeskin boots up on the desk. He's twirling <laughs> around his cowboy hat and he's going, <laughs> I like that movie. What the hell was that? What the hell voice was that? That's <laughs> all right, man. Keep going. What does he I say? like that movie. What does he say? I like that movie. That movie's right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Get in touch, Arnold. We really want to hear your thoughts. Sincerely. And we want to hear all your thoughts. If you think we're dead wrong about what we're saying about this period. Please of, correct of, you us. Know, these leading ladies and things. Yeah. Or if you've got a unique perspective or you think actually there's something coming up that we haven't mentioned or something that we've missed that we, that we definitely should look at. Something like Raw Ryan, for instance. Let us know why and uh, we'll consider it. Contact details coming up at the end of the show. Next time around, we are going to be jumping feet first into... Twins, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Yeah. Join us for that. Uh, Alex thinks it's going to be a good one. I know it is. I, I feel it in my bones. To Natty's you're not, bro. You're gonna do it, bro. Until then, I guess that's it. Wrong. No sequel for you. Bye then. If you've been moved by any of the issues raised in this week's show, or you'd like to offer us some abusive comments of your own, or maybe even a list of your favourite Arnold Schwarzenegger films, you can email us at thearnithology at gmail.com or if you're Facebook, you can go to Facebook forward slash thearnithology. Didn't see that coming. If you're a Twitterer, find us on Twitter at thearnithology or you can visit our website www.arnithology.com Thanks for listening. <laughs>